They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, and welcome back to the Matt Manners Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Ail Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined with my best friend, X2 Fly, Eric Trambicki. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And Josh Propagina, Josh, say hello. All right, yeah, that's never going to get old. So, as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Poppy, and Stitcher, and head over to Ringside Collectibles and use promo code MMAN to save 10% off your order. So, it's almost Santa season for me, and my schedule is very limited, <laughs> um, as me and you yeah, talked about. You don't about. even want to hang out with your friends anymore. Yeah, as me discussed before we record this, start recording this show. So... It's been a while, almost two months to be exact. So, in that time, what have you been watching? Oh man, I, really just just the the regular AEW schedule programming. Uh, seen a little bit of the Raw stuff, just to just kind of like fast forward through. Um, I I don't think we re- reviewed Saudi Arabia, so I I didn't really watch it. I wanted to watch Goldberg Lashley, and I really only just watched Roman and Brock. Um, outside of that. Um, I tried catching up on Dark Side of the Ring because I'm a few episodes behind on that. Um, that's really been mainly it, though. Um, I'm, I'm really looking to full gear. I look forward to full gear this weekend. Yeah, for me, uh, due to my schedule, it's been rough to watch things. But I did. I'm glad you brought up Crown Jewel because I've skimmed through it, and I remember when the show was going on, I got like really good reviews. As the show was happening. So I did go out my way to watch Edge and Rollins in the cell. And I thought that match was excellent. That's definitely a match of the year candidate for me. It was a really good match. Uh, Sasha, the triple threat with Sasha and women's title, it was whatever. Um, it, it wasn't as great as I thought it would be. I have yet, I've yet to see Reigns and Brock. I heard that match was really good. But I do, I did hear that that was one of WWE's best shows they put on all year. And hands down the best Saudi show. Easily the best Saudi show. No doubt. And you talked about Dark Side of the Ring. I'm far behind, but I did watch the Chris Canyon one. I thought that was really good because Canyon after WCW and his small alliance run, he was kind of delegated to Velocity a lot. So I know he was with WWE for years, but he never really made it to the SmackDown roster on a weekly basis. So I was interested to see actually how all that played out. And I thought it was a really good episode because I didn't know much about Chris Canyon and it was good to see the Bucks and other guys talk about how underrated he was and how creative he was. So I really did enjoy that. And he was a big part of the greatest wrestling movie of all time, Ready to Rumble. I'm not sure if you – have you seen this episode, by the way? You know, I really think I just saw the – you know what? I just saw the trailer. I guess at, when that one was coming out, I haven't seen that because that was the week after Plane Ride from Hell. So I didn't get to see that. <laughs> But I feel like I watched the trailer so many times that I feel like I saw it, but I, I okay. clearly did not. Okay, so small spoiler alert, but uh, he was he was the, the the person behind the idea of the triple cage for Ready to Rumble, and he was one of the stunt doubles in Ready to Rumble, and it was his idea to use the, the triple cage on TV. And um, that, that, that got appreciation from me because you know how we feel about Ready to Rumble, best wrestling movie of all time. So I did watch that. AW and the weekly stuff, I kind of like I said with this stuff, I kind of pick and choose what I pick and choose what I like, or pick and choose what I watch. It depends on what I'm into. But the one thing I did want to talk about is it's not either WWE or AEW, but 
it's probably the best women's feud all year and probably one of the better feuds in wrestling, and that was Mickey James and Deanna Peraza. I'm not sure if you ever kept your eye on that throughout the summer, but I thought that was a really good feud and story told, and I thought the match was really good, too. I did go my way, go my way to watch the match from Battle for Glory. and I, I haven't wanted to see that match. I, I got to go back and watch that. Yeah, like the way the, the way everything was set up with those two, with Mickey trying to invite her to Empower, and she was reluctant at first, and then they didn't even have their match at Empower, but <coughs> Deanna attacks her at NWA 73. I thought that was really good story told. And, and this will always pop me is when somebody comes was when when somebody comes to your house. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but uh Deanna pulled up to Mickey James' house and fought her on her farm. <laughs> is that where the match happens? No. No. Just, no, it was part of the, it was part it was one of the segments for the for the Mickey for the paying homage to her time in New York. Yeah, so I, I did appreciate that Rollins going to Edge's house was great too. By the way, yes. th- that will always I, get a pop out of me. Uh, yes, that was awesome, and also because he gave FTR the pop in that. <laughs> yeah, that, that like I think that's just about it. All I've been watching, uh, not wrestler related, but wrestler related. I did watch um, F Nine. It was terrible, as predicted. <laughs> but uh, I will always watch those movies because they're good popcorn movies. But it was God, it was fucking awful. So <laughs> that's about it for everything I've been watching now. I'll start with the WWE. So last week we had another round of releases again. And you know how I feel about these releases all the time. Sometimes it just doesn't work out and it's fine. The only one, the only time I get legit angry is when I see a name and it's like, you let go of this guy? This, you let go of him? After you didn't give him a fair shake or... I'm glad this is where you're starting. It, it's, it's like, you didn't give this guy a fair shake or... Whatever, but it's like got like this guy. Like we thought this guy was like all you, and you didn't even give him a chance to shine and give them the opportunity to be something. So, carrying cross, that's that's all on them. I don't know what their thinking was with the mask and call him call him up without Scarlet, which was which was stupid. And Scarlet's gone as well, which I think is dumb. It was stupid to make those mistakes and then say, oh, we fucked up. We're going to let you go. Yeah. and, and well, Which was worse. And then Keith Lee. Like, why not fix them? Keith Lee I saw coming, so I wasn't as mad. Bearcat? Yeah, I, was, I, I saw that coming. Because after he went there, after, like, he had that great push coming in. He beat Randy Orton in his first match on the main roster. But with everything that went on with him, his health, and then all the small repackages between then – I saw I saw that coming, so I was I wasn't as upset. I I did see that coming. So to piggyback on what you're saying, before we we dive into all these other names, like Karrion Cross, man, I'm so torn about him because, and not torn, like I almost feel like out of everyone being released, aside from Bray Wyatt and people that are already signed, like everyone that's been released over the past you know year and a half. Carrion is probably in the most set position to be booked strong because if you go off of how he was booked, like Keith Lee took some stupid losses and he also wasn't undefeated in NXT. Carrion Cross, did he lose in NXT? He lost like, the, the title. That was about it. To Tommaso. Is that like, did no, he not to, lose? to Joe? To Joe, I'm sorry. So correct me if I'm wrong. Samoa Joe. 
and Jeff Hardy are the people to beat him in New York and no one else. Yep. Like that's some, that's some, that's something to tout about. Or like, not that I think he'd end up there, but imagine if he goes to impact and he could say, the only people to ever beat me are former impact champions. That's why I'm back. I mean, I just think it's a strong suit wherever he goes. I mean, you know, he's got all that time. He was on the main roster. Obviously, it wasn't a good run, but he's on the main roster. And then he has that great time in NXT, and he loses to Joe and loses to Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff and, Hardy, who's going to be a Hall of Famer one way or another. Samoa Joe, who's a badass. I mean, it's... And, and, then, and then the interesting thing about that was he lost to Jeff before he lost to Joe. While he True. was still NXT champion, which is also the strange, a real strange thing. Now, back to the whole Keith Lee thing. I that that his name was 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 rumored throughout the year. At every mm-hmm. release release cycle, he's been rumored throughout the year. So I yeah. did. So I expected it. I was like, really, but okay. But I expected it. Mia Yim, I saw that coming because she hasn't been on TV in God knows how long. The Nia Jax thing that shocked me because I thought she was oh, a, a WWE. Love her. She she could pull up t- over here anytime. Uh, and something like you, you'll probably think that this is like, like, like ridiculous of me say this, but B-Fab or like, r- really like friend of the show, B-Fab, like you just I mean, called her up and uh, you dude, do this. I, I think it's ridiculous. Like, I don't care if she's green or not. She's part of a faction, a faction that's tried. Like she's the voice of the faction. Yeah. Yeah, no. If they, they want to make like Swerve's the muscle, Top Dollar is or no, I'm sorry, Top Dollar's the muscle, uh, Swerve's the face. Bfab is the voice, and then you know you got the, the you got the bumper. Yeah, and the thing like I like I like them all. I think they all work well as a unit. But I know Prep said she was I the best. Go ahead. It looked perfect with a girl. Yeah, yeah. That's what that was my next thing to say. A stable with a woman. Works so and the woman's a lot, a lot of times is the standout. And Prep said it himself: B Fab was the best person in that group, and because she could talk, she could rap, she she has a lot left to be desired in the ring. But she was kind of like look. the breakout of the breakout of that group, in my opinion. So that one got me because you, you you introduced her on TV, and then she's gone two weeks later, which makes no sense to me. That's it, you. It, it, it just does your home team. I don't got that place figured out for nothing. It, it, it just uh, it just doesn't. And like well, I understand, like the roster is over flooded, and a lot of these guys being gone, it's not a, it's not always a bad thing. Like sometimes stuff doesn't just doesn't work, and that's okay. But I I, I know for a doubt, Carrying Cross, oh well, Killer Cross now, Scarlet, Hoh alumni, Killer, um, Keith Lee. I expect them and. I expect at least those th- those three in AEW. Keith Lee mainly because he actually brings something different because everybody in AEW is pretty small other than Miro. He's he could he could bring a different style to that show. So I do expect Keith Lee to end up in AEW, Killer Cross and Scarlet as well. Any thoughts? Um, with all that being said, I hope the best for all of them. <laughs> This rant I'm about to go on is for all the day one listeners of the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast because I have my select few in the women's division in women's wrestling who I 
I go hard for. And I am probably the quietest about this division ever. Out of all these releases, the one that pissed me off the most, hands down, was Frankie Monet. Because I'm telling you, the wheel is not broken. This woman is a Canadian wrestler who broke in in Mexico, speaks Spanish fluently, She's a bombshell blonde, every American male's dream. She's got the look. She's got a smile of gold, a rack of gold. <sighs> she can go in the ring. She's married to another wrestler who's been in and out of WWE for over 15 years, and you let her go? Oh, I'm not done. She's won championships everywhere. She's been in multiple different companies. Oh, she has a fan base but you let her go. She currently has a, a toy and doll deal outside of WWE that's about to go off, and you let her go. Oh, wait, she's already in a storyline. She's recently challenged for the championship, and besides her, who the hell in NXT is women's championship material outside of the people currently going for the title? Like, who, Who's up next? Like, Mandy can beat Io Shirai, who's a former champion, who just lost the NXT Women's Tag title, but, like, who's she going out after that? And not even that. Frankie Monet didn't even stay in NXT. Put her in Raw or SmackDown. Like, we never got to see Frankie Monet versus Charlotte. Charlotte? We never got to see her versus Bailey. We never got to see her versus Becky. We never got to see her versus Sasha. Yo, 20-something years ago, Brett might have screwed Brett. Vince might have screwed Brett. Either way, Vince just screwed us. Because if you're a fan of the women's division, Frankie Monet, we just got robbed of all types of gems she would have put out. Good on the mic, good on the eyes. I, that don't make no sense to me. You know, you got people like Keith Lee and Karrion Cross who are up there on the main roster and they're being wasted. We're not surprised that happens. They want to they wanna crap on BFAB for being green. Man, she can learn on the job. Let's think of the dozens of WWE Hall of Famers who learned on the job, and now they're Hall of Famers. She could have done it too. But you got Ty Valkyrie who's ready to go, and you let her go? Bro, I'm telling you, I think, yeah, you were there. I think it was your first House of Hardcore show. She was in the opener against um, oh, yeah, I was there. From Sammy Callahan's girl. I I was sick. I was literally health sick. And I'm watching her front row, and I am mesmerized. I've been in love with her since that day. <laughs> December 2016. So next month, we're about to run over five years of me being a fan of Ty Valkyrie. WWE dropped a huge ball. Yeah, and then on top of that, if you were so concerned about her age in NXT, why don't you just bring her up with Morrison? And you know, all it, I know is I, I just like a month ago finally pre-ordered her Lucha figure. And I was like real hesitant because I was like, man, Mattel's going to drop one. Mattel's going to drop one. Boy, am I happy I bought that. Yeah, it's just it's just real strange, but stupid. It's stupid. But the, the wheels keep turning and, I, and everything goes on. And 
There'll be more releases. We'll forget about these. There'll be more releases coming up soon, I'm sure. Uh, reportedly, there, there's more on the horizon. There was reportedly 10 names that were supposed to be in shops as well. But we'll have to see where that goes. So, also while we were gone, Ring of Honor, they released all their super, all their wrestlers and planned to relaunch WrestleMania weekend at Super Con of Honor. Now, we talked. Well, we haven't talked about Ring of Honor since Cody and the Bucks left, which we all, which we all knew was the the re, um, once they left, that was it. And Bubba on Busted Open, he said that was the downfall, and it's not that hard to come up with the downfall. It's like those guys were your draw. Every time you went to a Ring of Honor show, it was all about Cody and the Bucks and Bullet Club, and they were. And then once they left, their popularity went down. I forgot. I forgot. There was an article a few years back that showed, like, that had the percentage of how Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor's business dropped once they all left. And on this show, it hasn't been a but topic. But that's a, Go ahead. I mean, that's Ring of Honor's fault. That's not... Oh, no. I'm not blaming them. I'm saying so, this is all Ring of Honor's fault. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was an article a few years back up talking about how how much percentage that their businesses dropped since those guys left because those guys were the draw for that company. And I know the only thing I've heard you bring up about Ring of Honor was you asking about Roosh last year. That's the only thing I've ever heard about you saying about me about Ring of Honor, the show. The belts, that's a different story. Um, and so everybody's been released. There's reports about they're selling the tape, they're trying to sell the tape library, whatever, if that's true or false. Um, there's, talk, there's reports about them being million dollars in debt. I pray. I hope Tony buys it. So, and that'll be interesting as well. <laughs> we'll get to I, that in a second. But so, what are your thoughts on basically Ring of Honor possibly on the deathbed? I will start off with this: if Ring of Honor is on the deathbed and if it dies, R.I.P. to an amazing. In the promotion that gave a lot of people their break. And almost two decades in the game, you know, WCW and ECW didn't make it 20 years. So, Ring of Honor, everybody should be tipping their hat for what they did accomplish. Um, I do think this is this is the end of their run. Um, I do think a, a, an interesting stat about it is when you think about um, AEW and Tony Khan, they t- they've been talking for two years about the for the Forbidden Door and the Forbidden Door being open. And, <coughs> excuse me. This this past week on Dynamite, we had uh, Rocky Romero from New Japan. He came out and he had a match against Brian Danielson. And we've seen uh, right now the FTR. They are the triple AAA tag team champions. Um, we've seen New Japan championships being defended, NWA championships being defended. We've seen uh, Nick Gage from GCW. Two years of AEW. We haven't seen a Ring of Honor wrestler in the ring. We have not seen a Ring of Honor championship on the show. We have not seen a Ring of Honor you know, joint joint product. I'm not saying this is Tony Khan going at them. This could be bitter feelings that Ring of Honor has towards the Bucks and Cody. This could be bitter feelings that those three have against them. 
Um, either way, Ring of Honor, you know, they, they laid a nice groundwork for AEW to be where they're at. Um, I think over the last two years, it has been a very forgotten company. But I think in two years' time, there will be a lot of uh, a lot of stuff you look back in fond light from Ring of Honor from the from the oh, past. No, from Ring of Honor from from what what they were able to give us oh you know over two decades. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Because I'll get to that now. So the tape library, <laughs> if it's for sale, it'll be a bidding war. I prefer AEW to get it because I think because. They need a network. Of course, they, they, like they're, they're gonna they're gonna launch some type of network. It's coming no matter what, and they'll need the content. And they need to take it. Yeah, they'll need the content. content. And like I said, I know it'll be a bidding war. I'm not sure how Vince values Ring of Honor because even I, on it will be a war. But I think the, what I'm nervous about is there being someone petty or one side or the other of the of you know Ring of Honor and AEW and like them like hey we don't. We we ain't going to battle for this. Yeah, because because that like that tape library, you can make a like it's it's literally a fifty fifty debate on who is it more, like who would benefit more. Even though WWE already has the cock, but basically, what everything WWE the guys who ran came through WWE, Eddie Guerrero, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, stuff like that. It can but, go. I, I, I say I'm not going to dispute it. It goes AEW's way as well. Yeah, I'm not going to dispute mean, you, it. You, you named three mentions. You, you named three names. Two of those three, they're AEW guys. Yeah, now currently, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's it, all that matters. It's fifty. It's fifty fifty. They, they they hold. They all hold. It's each never about has value. For me yesterday, it's always about what you're doing for me right now. Yeah, it's it's all about, like they all have the lineage. Our um, like I said the. Uh, Guys like Eddie Guerrero, Punk, they might they're AW now, but they were there as what WWE as well. So AW needs it more, but you can't tell both that AW needs it more, but they both, you know, could definitely use it for sure. So full gear is Saturday. I'm gonna we're gonna run through the car real quickly, and if you have any thoughts, go ahead and throw them in. So how how do you feel about AW at this moment leading into full gear? They're hitting on all cylinders. And if you don't see that, you're in denial or you just want to hate the company. Um, the way the product flows, it, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm too brainwashed from the way I've been with watching WWE for five years where you have a three-hour Monday night product and you're used to our, um, hmm, there's going to be seven. I'm throwing out a random number. Seven commercial segments because it's probably more than that. But seven commercial segments. So I'm going to fast forward three, or I'm going to fast forward seven three minute segments, and then there's like two matches I don't care about. I'm going to fast forward them, uh, and then oh wait, I didn't think this match was going to lose my interest, so I'll just fast forward it. AEW, like you can only fast forward the commercials because right after the match, they're hot shotting it to a backstage promo. They're hot shotting it to the commentators are hot shotting into a video package or hot shotting into a social media segment. There's always something going on. There's in under two hours, they're tying in so much different stuff. So I, I really enjoy it from top to bottom every week. All right. So just announced last night, we had Pac and Cody teaming up to take it on 
Malachi Black and Andrade Alidolo. Who you got? Um, hmm. Well, Pac just pinned. He just pinned Dax, so I'm gonna think Pac's gonna take a pinfall, and Malachi and Andrade are gonna get the W. So, so did Cody beat Malachi? Is that is that hit that correctly? In, in the third in third match, yes, he did. Okay, third match is two to one. Cody, uh, to Cody won in the the third and final. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna go with Malachi and Andrade to win this. That's what I think. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express are going to take on the Super Click. Falls count anywhere. It's a six-man tag team match. Who you got? Hmm. Uh, super, super Click? All right. It's interesting because, you know, Christian with Jurassic Express, I don't really like it. <laughs> um, it's Did he, he it's dropped strange. the title to Moose? Huh? He dropped the title to Moose? No, he lost to Josh Alexander, who lost the title to Moose. Oh, he lo- did he lose that to pay per view? Yeah, he lost it at uh, Bound for Glory. Oh, crazy. Okay, so I just read something about Moose having the title like earlier today. I'm like, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah, I guess Moose. Crazy. Well, Moose cashed in whatever opportunity he had that right after that match and got it from Josh Alexander. So, ah. who are you going? With? Sorry to sandbag that in there, uh, but I'm going to go with the super click. I'm going to go to Super Click as well. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Especially, timeout, if you didn't know, Bobby Fish has kind of aligned himself with the Elite. I did see the backstage segment, but did he do something else? Um, Jungle Boy had a match, and he went over, and then he got attacked by Bobby Fish after, and Bobby Fish was whooping on him, whooping okay. on him, whooping on him. Luchasaurus and Christian come out to his aid, and then they had this seg- uh, segment in the back. All right, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. I saw the I saw the interaction between these two last week. Who you got? Hmm. Man, it's it's a it's a tough call. Where, where who are you going with on this? It's no doubt CM Punk, and then everybody's gonna complain. <laughs> As long as we're in the same place. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's got to go over. Punk's got to go over, but I, I, just, I really just hope it's entertaining. I, I think they're going to deliver something really special the way I have. You know what? Yeah, I guess it'll be Punk, but if Punk really respects him, maybe he'd give him the get, do him the favors. Who knows? That is not happening. <laughs> that, that is not happening. Hank and a Michael, is that? That is not happening. And I did appreciate Punk throwing that line in that, uh, AW Dark is more your speed. I did pop huge for that. <laughs> I did pop huge. I hated uh, Bully gave that was the only complaint Bully had about th- this whole promo. Because it kind of threw the rest of the show dark under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate that. Uh, something I was interested in as well, Darby Allen and MJF. Who you got? Um MJF's gotta go over. He's not losing to Darby Allen. Um, he's going to cheat unless the only way he loses is if Wardlow turns on him. But I see MJF going over. Yeah, so is that a thing I've, I've seen going around that Wardlow's been kind of treated like shit lately? He's been getting treated like shit for months, and Wardlow finally started speaking up for himself over the past couple weeks where there was one promo cut, and he had a little jab at him, and he's like, yeah, what was that about last week? 
So Sean Spears is supposed to be approving every move Wardlow makes. But Wardlow had some uh, – he, he had a crazy squash match um, or in Dynamite the other night. In very uh, ruthless aggression, Brock Lesnar fashion. But, you know, he came out by himself. It's kind of it, it was kind of confusing in what way they're going with that. All right. The AEW World Tag Team titles, Lucha Brothers and FTR. Who you got? Mm. Two great, amazing tag teams. Um, I love the Lucha Brothers. I would love to see them have a long tag team title reign. I want them to win. With that being said, you know what? (coughs) I (laughs) want Jeez, I can't even talk. I'm so excited about this match. Um, I want the Lucha Brothers to win. I think the Lucha Brothers are going to win. But I'm also going to contradict that at the same time, I think FTR is going to win. This doesn't make any sense. I think because the FTR has the AAA tag titles, that gives them a pass for losing. However, FTR, FTR is probably the greatest tag team of all time. They're the greatest tag team since the Dudley Boys. Um I could see them winning. I, if they don't win now, they're gonna be the next tag tag team champions, or they're gonna be the first tag team champions to hold the belts twice. Obviously, SCU is not reuniting and winning the belts. Kenny and Hangman aren't reuniting and winning the belts. FCR, I think, is gonna win the belts before the Young Bucks, and I think that's gonna give them a huge stamp. But I mean, they are hitting on all cylinders. Um, Dax's match with uh, Pac the other night, insane. Uh, and, I, you know, I've loved everything they've been doing with this feud. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm going to go FTR wins, but I, it could go anyway. This match is going to be amazing. This is going to be the match of the night. I'm going with, I'm going with um, the Lucha Brothers to retain. We got the inner circle taking on men of the year and America's top team in a Minneapolis street fight. Well, I think with the gimmick of them having Dan Lambert as a member, he obviously takes the pinfall and the inner circle will get the win. Um, America's Top Team has something on their Instagram talking about, you know, Chris Jericho may need to be replaced because of his whooping he took on Wednesday. I don't think that's actually going to be the case. But if for some reason it's four members of inner circle and a fifth man, uh, I could see America's Top Team kind of get in the W, but I, I'm, you know, I've seen a few people crap on this storyline. I've been, I've been loving this, this feud. It, it's like, it's, you know, another layer of opening the forbidden door, you know, mixing two sports together. This, this is fun stuff. I just wish my man, Masvidal was part of the, the t- <laughs> team for America's top team, but I know he's got a big fight coming up. So who wins? I'm going to go inner circle wins unless Jericho's not in the match. If Jericho's not in the match, um, I can see America's top team and the men of the year taking it. Yeah, I'm going to go with the inner circle as well. Brian Danielson, Miro, AEW World Title Eliminator Finals. Who you got? I, I was, I, you know, I've I thought about, you know, the preview for the show all day. And if you'd asked me this 24 hours ago, I would have said uh, Brian Danielson's going to win. Mira's got this. Mira's going to win. Yeah, I I was going back and forth too because 
about what I think is going to happen in the main event. And even that, I'm not completely set on. Even though the perfect storytelling is for Hickman to win. But I can see Kenny retaining. So, and then Miro was the replacement. And then in wrestling fashion, the replacement usually always wins. It's kind of like a wrestling thing. So, mm-hmm. I'll go with Miro to also, win. You know, my other thing is like, really, and I get it. Daniel Bryan's been undefeated in AEW. Or it's been a draw. But he's been going out there. That boy's been wrestling like every show. He's had matches on Dark. He's having matches on Rampage every week. He's having matches on Dynamite every week. He's out there not messing around. A hiccup to a former TNT champion is not going to be a bad look, especially when he was losing matches semi-regularly in New York. Um, I'm going to put Miro through it. They need a strong heel. Uh, He needs a good comeback win after losing the TNT title. So I'm definitely going Miro in this case to take the win. All right, I said I I'm going with Miro as well once again. Britt Baker defending the women's world title against Ty Conti. Who you got? I'd love to see Ty win, but I don't think that it makes sense to take the belt off Britt. I think Thunder Rose is going to be the only person that can do that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Britt as well. And finally, the AEW World Title: Kenny Omega taking on Adam Hangman Page. Before I give my thoughts, are you excited for this match? Do you have interest in this match? I actually do because this kind of dates back to All Out 2019 because Hangman was in the finals for the AEW title then. And then he became the tag team with Kenny for all for majority of 2020. And the way they split and then Kenny beat him in the Eliminator at full gear last year. And then he was kind of kicked out the Elite and it was kind of taken – Taken in by the Dark Order, so it's really good storytelling about what for Hangman. That's why I was saying I'm kind of up in the air. I the best way to end the story is to show that he wins, but I can see Kenny retaining here. But I'm gonna go with Hangman because I think this has really been a good story. I think they'll just tell they'll tell it properly and not be complex with it. So I'm gonna go with Hangman. I might be tripping balls here, but I know like when Hangman won. The casino about uh, casino ladder match. I remember really feeling like, okay, we're gonna see this match again. But I think the more and more I thought about it, and the more and more I'm realizing, have we seen Kenny versus Hangman? Yeah. Did it happen once? Did it happen never? It, it happened, happened once it, for the title, right? No, it happened at the Eliminator. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. So since Kenny's been the champion, have they not have a one on one? I don't think so. So I thought that did happen. But again, I think I'm mixing it up with a lot of their the buildup over the year. I'm mixing it up with six-man tags. I'm mixing it up with squash stipulations that prevented Hangman from getting this. I know a lot of people that are saying it's not the right build. It's not. There's not enough heat on it. Um, I want and I'm predicting Hangman to win. You also got to remember in January of 2009 when Hangman was one of the first five signees to AEW, he says, I want to be your champion. You guys are my boss, talking to the fans. Uh, my goal is to be AEW champion. And it is oh, it is about 23 months later, and he hasn't been the world champion. Um, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful story that's being told, right? Um, for the viewers that are hardcore and they're watching it all the time, I mean, I, I don't think it could be done much better. And, you know, when you think of, like, those – 
flagship champions for different companies, different eras. I heard on something, uh, I heard an interview the other day, Hulk Hogan's third WWF match was for the WWF championship and he won. Hmm. So you look at this, I mean, just shy of two years and all these matches hangman's had and you know he's number one contender and he's been tag champion why wait i mean and i i love this comparison you make him wait for the belt any longer it's gonna be like what they did with joe and joe never got it it's gonna be like what they did with braun Strowman. oh no braun Strowman won it didn't matter oh no i don't think so because some people like I can see I mean, why. But how much longer can you wait? What no, are you going to wait to double or nothing? I can see why people say that it's incom- the story is incomplete is because Hangman missed that time, and Dad, they kind of like, and they kind of yeah. went and they kind of went away from it for a bit. But the way them going away from it tells a story of the Dark Order taking him in. So I do see I do see it, but I don't think he'll fall into that category because I think AEW AEW they'll do the right thing. And play by and as far as double enough that and stuff next year, that's all set up for CM Punk, I believe. One would hope, because I'm ready for collaborating time. All right, so that's it for full gear. So a few weeks ago, Eric received something in the mail from oh. our friend. Oh. He's a friend oh. of ours. Um, people talk bad Big about shout. him. Big I don't know why. I've never seen <clears throat> any proof of the what why his name gets thrown in the mud all the time, but ah. Our good friend Jamie, aka JB Toys, sent Eric a little present. Well, Eric bought a little present for himself. So Eric here has, and well, is modeling. I wish you could see him on. T- we see him on the screen, yeah. but he is modeling. This is not this is not a visual podcast this week, but uh, we're rebooting a new YouTube page, which is live. Uh, I'm actually just get. I'm trying to get a little intro for the video, so I may give it the rough copy. But right here, I have. Um, Trevor Murdoch currently has 10 pounds of gold, sweet Charlotte, but I'm literally holding over 10 pounds of a championship replica belt. Uh, JB Toys hooked me up on a deal. Me and him have kind of bounced back and forth. Um, I've been wearing this belt for over three years. It's the IWGP United States Heavyweight Replica Championship belt. Um, It is on stack plates. It is on real premium leather. Um, gold plating. Um, bolts and screws are covered in the back. The thing is heavy. The thing is accurate as hell in size. Um, when I have, you know, I guess a little less than two dozen authentic replicas at the moment, when these things weigh from somewhere between two to six pounds, and this is double the weight or quadruple in some circumstances this is just so different than all the belts i've owned um the sizing the accuracy i mean when you could put a wwe replica over one shoulder and it looks like oh it fits my body when i'm when when i'm a when i'm a five five foot eight male and then you throw this on me and you're like oh wow i really stole a real wrestler's championship belt so um jb this is awesome uh, for the diehard listeners, if you are a replica championship belt fan, JV Toys or on Instagram, DM him. Tell him the guys from Matt Manis sent you. He will definitely take good care of you. And um, I did a little, little over 10-minute review on this. Um, I did it mainly because 
I, I was apprehensive about spending the money you're spending on a belt like this. And I break that down a little bit in the video. But my whole thing was, while being apprehensive with it, and my best friend Aaron, he's looking at me right now. He knows when it comes to money, I'm not very apprehensive. I spend like a drunken idiot all the time. However, you're spending a lot of money on this. So I wanted to do any and all my research. So if you do go on YouTube, there is some reviews on his belts. I'm not knocking the people that put the reviews out. Um, thank you to them for doing it. I'm not saying they helped me make my decision. The reviews, with all due respect to them, the reviews sucked. Um, as somebody spending over $500, over $600, over $800, when you're buying a belt like this, um, which deserves all the money that JB put into this, um, you, you want to know what you're buying and you want to hear a good review. And you can't really Google, hey, let me, let me go look at JB Toy's Yelp account and see what the <laughs> reviews look like. So I put together this 10-minute review to explain in what I think the average consumer is going to look and say, okay, cool, I want to buy something from JB Toys, and I want in the future JB is going to use my review and say, yo, if you're apprehensive about buying it, he's going to DM this review and say, this is, this is a regular guy, and this is what he bought, and this is what he thinks about it. And I think I break it down pretty well. So within the week, by the time you hear next week's episode, <clears throat> we will have that on the web for your listening and viewing pleasure. Yeah, so I'm glad you did that because before you even mentioned that you were getting a bell from because at first you didn't even tell me it was from him. You just told you just asked me about how would I send money. So I, I was always curious because I always see his name thrown in the mud, but he's such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I just well, and, and I've I've done a, a figure a figure deal or two with him and then I sent him I sent him uh, a piece of worn wrestling merchandise that I caught at a New Japan show, and I sent it to him as a gift in good faith because there was no money spent by catching this shirt. The shirt was two sizes larger than what I wear. So it's like, okay, this is a ring-worn shirt, and the wrestler autographed it. Do What am I going to do, start going on midnight runs, and I'm going <laughs> to go jog in the shirt? Wait, JB will see value in this. So I sent it to him in all efforts, thinking, "Yo, I'm not. I, I've been wanting to buy a belt from you at that time for a year and a half, two years. I haven't bought one. I'm not buying it today or tomorrow. But when I do, don't forget this shirt." So a year later, I came to him. Year and a half later, I came to him, and he he didn't forget. So he took care of me. Uh, great customer service, and he reached out to me. Uh, bi-weekly in between while waiting for the bout. Hey, look, here's the update. Here's this. And, you know, customer service was great and he's friendly. So I definitely, definitely support. Definitely I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was saying, I did search those videos. They were all terrible. <laughs> so you're not lying. They <laughs> work. Because I was curious myself. You know, and I was like, <laughs> these videos are fucking horrible. But uh, I, I, I haven't seen your video yet. I'm looking forward to seeing it and your other videos that you have. Um, but JB Toys is Matt Mattis approved, so he gets the thumbs up from us. Uh, so before we go, we got some toys <laughs> to discuss. So hey, I I'll go quick. Madness for real. I'll go quick because I got to wake up super early in the morning. Um, me and you haven't really discussed anything that we've gotten in a while. Yeah, so I did get the Ultimate Rock. I do hey. have that. I unboxed that one too. That one's good. 
Uh, I, I'm not sure if mine has the head problem that that's been going around. I do remember trying to take one up, put another one on it. It was a little rough to put it on and I didn't want to break it, but I'll try it again. If not, I'll contact Mattel about those alternate, those new heads that they're issuing out. And uh, I know you don't know whether I have this, but after stalking the Target app one day, one day early in the morning and I was feeding Leah, I finally got through Oh, for the Legends the Nash. The vibes. You know yeah, how I that. feel about this figure, right? I think this is the best Nash. They got the face sculpt perfect on this one. So definitely. I, I don't think Mattel has done him wrong yeah, so ever. You, you'll see this again in a few weeks. Pop, I'm 100% sure of. And I also got. Again, why? Are you buying a second? No, for when we talk figures, it's for the top 10. Uh, uh, so okay, see okay, okay. You'll, so you'll see that at the end of the um, in a few weeks. Also, I got the Ultimate Kane. I was able to off. I, I saw you playing with that earlier. Yeah, I was able to off the Hall of Champions one. This is the best Kane mask that they've, that they've made. It's the most accurate. And the hair behind the ears, head sculpt. It's Love perfect. that one. It's it's perfect. And... They're all, and I'm not sure if you've seen this, but they're also fixing the arm issue that everybody sees that with the... Yeah, how are they fixing that? They're going to, going to be a running change or they're going to send you something? Well, if you already have it, they're going to just contact them. And it's the same thing with the Rockhead situation. Just contact them and they'll send you, send you new arms that are fully painted. So, so you may see this again at the in a couple of weeks, but I really do like this figure a lot. And I said, it's the most accurate cane mask. And when I got it, I was amazed. When I got when I got this in hand. Also, I found the Elite eighty seven Oscar. I got that a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks back. Oscar. Best part is, I knew you were looking for one of those. I bought you one in the wild, and I still have it here. And oh, I never do you? For you. Oh, what, a what a guy! Yes, I have an Elite eighty seven Oscar here. I still need a file from that set. Who? I still need a pilot uh, to, uh, from that set. And you know what's interesting? I didn't see him yet, but I'm not sure if you've seen this, but Walgreens is clearing out some of their WWE figures. Have you seen that? $3. I yeah, just saw that two earlier. For two fifty, And I haven't seen any, any, any at all. And this one is that you definitely seen in a couple of weeks as well. Elite 88 MVP. Oh, I'm coming. No doubt. The the two chains, the head sculpt, it's perfect. This is definitely one of my favorite figures of the game. You'll definitely see this in a couple his, of weeks. His back looks like it hurts from carrying raw for a very year. <laughs> You'll definitely see this soon. So uh, that's, a, that's it for wrestling figures for me. And we saw a couple things from Ringside Fest. Uh, they, uh, they finally yeah, got AEW reveals tomorrow. They finally got Edge right, a young Edge right, and before D Freedom, there was me, and that attire is it's not a mashup because Edge never really matched to begin with, but it's depicted in two thousand two, and I I prefer the chase for once with the red tights with the red jacket. So the red tights is originally from Invasion One. And those white tights are originally from ninety nine from nineteen ninety nine, but Edge never really truly matched his stuff up like that way. So I prefer the chase when that comes out. And we saw the DX Army, well, two two more members of the DX Army with the Road Dog, 
Bush looks strange with no shirt underneath. And we saw the China Always. Always. In the meme mark. Uh, the, and I, oh, I also have the Billy Gun, but I'm not sure what I'm doing with that set yet, but I do still have that mock. I, I was going to start my uh, my figure talk to mention that I do have Billy Gun, but it's still not just mock. It's still in the shipping package. I haven't even opened the shipping package yet. Yeah, so I'm done. So go on. Well, it's all you. Yeah, so Billy's tucked away. Um, I I got a few you know a few ones. I, I found um the Deathmatch Queen. Oh, I found. Uh, I didn't a, think a, you would buy that. Hey, oh, I, I'm getting both. If you see the Chase in the Wild, Cause I wanted the black down. one. I I wanted the black one. They only had one a regular. They had everyone else multiple multiple multiples. Um, so yeah, from and again, I'm bad with the Legend series numbers, but. I'm going to skip on, I am, uh, geez, what, what are, so I need Kevin Nash. <clears throat> I got, I got the Billy Gun. I think that Billy Gun I need three of. I need a mock. I need two loose. I need them in the army. Um, that, that's an awesome figure. Um, I found Piper in the wild. Oh, did so you? I had to buy it. I, I like this one, and I haven't grabbed the figure in a while for a while. Uh, a, a non-white T-shirt, Roddy Piper, I think it's just so different compared to all the Mattel figures we have. Um, I sold a few of his basics that I had in uh, <clears throat> the, his Elite from the two-pack with Orndorff. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, with Orton. <clears throat> so I have his, which I assume you still have. You have his Hall of Fame figure still? Piper? Yeah. I don't have any Pipers. So I have this. Uh, so I guess I'll have these two. And that's, that'll be about it. So, got a package today. I did pick up some loose figures. So, I have bought. Shout out to all of our friends listening that are in the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. <clears throat> and I know we got some listeners because everybody has sold something to. I always send my uh, our business cards. Though. So do I. Yeah. I just be selling a little more frequently than you in there, so you know, you know, you know. But a cu- couple things. Something in here is going to pop you because you're going to be like, why do you need that? But I sold a Hall of Fame figure. I mean, damn, he packaged this shit right. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Just a little stuff. You know what that is? Is that Harley? Nah, I wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. Or is it Booker? Oh, you finally got your Booker. Yeah, regret Booker. Now, now I don't know. Is this the Hall of Fame one, or is this the earlier Elite because it's got the gold trunks? <clears throat> so the trunks was different on the two. Was it? <clears throat> yeah. So I got a good price on them, so I kind of jumped on it without even doing the research. You remember what color you're the trunk store? The one I you don't. Have? If I had to guess, I would say Hall of Fame. You would say okay. Yeah, I know the year really won't tell me nothing because I know it's probably just like a, a re- reproduce. I'm thinking it's Hall of Fame too because I think it was like a more of a primary color. But either way, I'm happy with it because that Hall of Fame King Booker skyrocketed in value, and essentially you only need one or the other, and I really have. 
every other elite booker, so I don't I don't no longer have a king booker, so I needed this. These next two, these next two, <clears throat> I originally bought these two off the guy, and I was like, all right, let me send you a couple more dollars. Let me let me get this booker because I knew I needed it. These two are heaters. Uh, one, I had bought, I had won an auction on eBay a few months ago, and the guy realized. I think I think he realized I got too lucky, <clears throat> so he canceled the listing. I think it was in under 24 hours. I couldn't even pay him. And then I tried. I was like, "Hey, like I haven't been by my phone, or I, I didn't check the email." But I got early elite Chavo Guerrero. His only elite figure. I've had his basic from the Hornswoggle Battle Pack, and wow, okay, uh, so, joints are tight. So uh, is this the why do you need this purchase? No, I, well, why do I need it? No, is this the one that you that you said that I'm going to say why you need this? No, I don't think any of these. Hold on. Yeah, nothing. Nothing today we're talking about is, okay. is why do you need this? Um, yeah, th- these are all essential. The, the the next one you might say why do you need this because it's not from my time period. But yeah, I needed this because I have the basic, and I'd rather put the WrestleMania Heritage Basic Eddie with the basic Chavo. This Chavo, uh, I'm very excited, and. Jeez, I think I said it already. But again, from from the major pod group, shout out to my guy, Josh Chestnut, because this is now these three. I think I'm at like seven for figures, and I'm anal in the way where I don't like buying loose figures from people. Really, it, it's got to be like the homie or somebody I've already bought from. But Josh Chet, Josh Chestnut, oh my god, he hooks it up. Um, yeah, the accessories all bagged individually for these. Well, this last figure I don't really think comes with accessories. It comes with the shirt he's wearing. And this is a figure I've been wanting for six years, five years. <clears throat> don't know why I wanted it. Probably because it just looks cool. Uh, I did not watch this live when he wore this ring gear. But, wow, this thing is crazy. I got the ringside flash Rey Mysterio. I'm not gonna look. I'm not mad at you for that. This thing is badass, man. Again, shout out to Josh Chestnut from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast because he hooked it up. Uh, he helped me knock off some Sincaras off my list. He gave me DIY below cost shipped. I don't even know if I should be talking about the deals he gave me, but. Uh, Somebody else. There's another NXT figure. There's another older NXT figure. He's only, but yeah, Josh Chestnut. He always hooks it up. So, King Booker. Then you know, a bunch of ruthless aggression figures, essentially. Uh, some WCW originals, also. Yeah, yeah. King Book, Chavo, Ray. Yeah, I'm not mad you for that one. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy with these. That's all you got. Yeah, these five. I think it's, it's pretty solid. Chelsea, Piper, these three older figures. I'm here for it. Oh, and I, I did get one more thing. I forgot to grab it, but I did get the Elite 88 Trish or 80, yeah, Elite 88 Trish. I popped that raggedy head off and, and swapped it with the um, with the latest two, China 2-pack. Um, China a million times better. And I, and I didn't even keep the head. I just tossed it. So... Um, Anything else for me before we Damn Cardona, you just throwing stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Um that is about it. 
Uh, I look forward to reviewing Full Gear, see what everybody thinks about it. And uh, we will see you here next time. All right, everybody. So Eric just signed you out. I'm Aloy Aaron Lloyd. That's Eric Trembicki. And we will see you guys next Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.